Welcome to Inland Sessions, the podcast. Today we're sitting down with Jake Rozier from Spokane, Washington to talk about his pathway to music and how pursuing music changed, if not saved, his life. Coming up next. Yeah, Jake Rozier, um, yeah, I play music. I guess I try to write stuff. It sounds pretentious to say, but I, I try to write stuff that's like meaningful. So I guess you'd get that, hopefully. You know, at least that's the goal. So, meaningful lyrics, thoughtful yeah, lyrics. Yeah. How did you start writing music? Actually, let me, let's, let's go back, actually. What was it like growing up with music in your household? Was there music in your household? Yeah, yeah. So I, I was in like a metal band and... Like elementary school and middle school, and then um, my dad a got a metal us, band in in elementary and yeah, middle school. Yeah, like from like second grade on. Like I was always I, I grew up playing guitar. Like I don't even really remember learning how to play guitar. It's always just kind of been something that I've known how to do. You know what I mean? Wow. So my dad played guitar, and and then he got me and my sisters into like old time fiddle music. Not really bluegrass, but kind of bluegrass. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up like every time my, I'm from Texas, and so I go down there and visit my family and stuff. And they're always always like Bob Wills and Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard playing, and mm-hmm. and like I said, I was really into metal music when I was a kid too. So they're just kind of always around. What did they also support you moving into make it your profession to make it your life? Well, yeah, because so I I quit playing music for a long time. I got really into skateboarding. And I'm kind of the kind of person I'm like all in on something. It's hard for me. I'm working on it now. I'm trying to figure out how to have more balance, I guess, you know. But um, I I got really into skateboarding, and I stopped playing music for like 15 years and wasn't really doing much. I mean, I was doing a lot in skating. I, I made like a big skate video and stuff, and that was cool. And it took a lot of work, but, you know, it wasn't going anywhere career-wise or anything like that. And I was also like getting really into, you know, partying and drinking and drugging and stuff like that. And so, uh, so once I got out of all that and I went to rehab and I got sober or tried, started trying to get sober at least. And I started pursuing music. I think my, I just set the bar so low that my parents were like super, super stoked that I was just doing anything productive. So they, they've been extremely encouraging in the music thing. And I've been really lucky for that because I know a lot of, that's not always the case, you know. Was there something specific that you can point to that helped turn around that side of your life? Yeah. Um, honestly, music, you know, listening to a lot of music about addiction and people who are going through it or people who've gotten through it pushed me to go to rehab. And then from rehab, I relapsed, you know, after that and was still drinking and stuff. But it, it, uh, 
I think it kind of just changed my perspective, you know, like after I relapsed, it wasn't like, this is cool. And I'm, you know, having fun anymore. It was like, this is bad and I need to get through this, you know, and eventually it clicked and I, uh, I got like a year and a half now. So. Well, congratulations. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I actually got that the other day on the, on the road, which was cool, you know, being on the road and not knowing where you're sleeping and that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. getting that was pretty, pretty cool, you know. Well, sobriety is extra difficult sometimes in the music field because it feels like so much a part of the culture. So much is being mm. played. Even your music is being played in bars. Yeah. And you that's where you have to go to go do your job. Yeah, and absolutely. It's it's strange. It's also though being like after you get past a certain point, you know, when your job is to hang out with, you know, around a bunch of drunk people. And I and I don't judge anybody, you know, obviously I'd be a total hypocrite because I'm an alcoholic, you know, and an addict. But it definitely makes me not want to drink, you know, when I'm hanging out at a bar and there's people like spitting on you and breathing in your face and just getting way too close and being loud and just saying nonsense, you know. Um, at this point, it's kind of solidifies that for me. You know what I mean? Um, could you tell me about, uh, as a kid playing music, how long did it take you from playing music to start writing music? I think I always wrote, um, like even when I was a kid, we'd, we played our own songs and stuff, but they definitely were not good. You know, they were really bad. I think, I don't know. I beat myself up sometimes for quitting for so long, but I think because I did, I have a lot more experience with life and with hard stuff and I have a lot more to say you know and so if I didn't quit I probably would have been a lot technically better but the songs would have definitely suffered you know what I mean so so I don't know I feel like I just kind of went off I feel like I'm rambling a lot so you can feel free to pull me back if I'm (laughs) if I'm not staying on track with the questions it's been a long long morning so far so it has been a long morning you drove all the way from Seattle today I did you just got off a tour I did yeah so thank you so much for spending this time being here and I mean what I hear in your words is kind of this pathway yeah so building those stories into your life also helps you create music yeah no absolutely music is what got me to you know, make the push to go to rehab, which is the thing that got me to like change my perspective and got the gears spinning in my head. So I, I know firsthand how it can do that, you know? And so for me, it's, it's, I don't know, like I, I, I really love writing about that kind of stuff. Cause I know it, it can help people if you do it right. I don't, I don't want to say I'm, my music's awesome and I'm helping people or anything like that, but I know it's, it, music's capable of doing that, you know? And that's, I don't know cool to me that's that's why I do it you know what I mean and you know we talked about you as a child in metal bands but the music that you're playing right now with uh, Jake Rozier and the implications is a totally different sound could you talk about what your current project is and how you got to the sound that you make now I don't know what would you say it's like bluegrass ish kind of um I, I would call it like maybe gothic country yeah yeah Ben and Gunner uh the guys in my band I like to call it like grunge grass, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, the label thing kind of weirds me out. I understand the importance of it, you know, of genres, but I also think it's kind of a box, you know, and it's not like I just write music and whatever comes out is what comes out. But that's, that's, I guess, probably a good description of it. You know, Um, we have a fiddle and an upright bass, and then I play guitar and sing and Ben does uh, backing vocals and we want to start working out harmonies. Um, we have a mandolin player that plays with us occasionally, 
very rarely. But uh, so yeah, that kind of stuff. And then uh, I don't know. I I scream a lot. I guess <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm not I'm not very good with answering that question. But I think and I don't know. You could add something. You've heard us play before, so if you have anything else to add, feel free. Well, I kind of like to know: um, is there a difference for you playing with a band versus playing solo? And which do you prefer? I definitely prefer playing with the band because it's more fun, you know, and they're my friends and there's a lot of energy. And if you're playing a gig that sucks, it doesn't suck as much when you're up there with your friends because you can just laugh with each other about how much it sucks. And, you know, and it's not as feasible to play. Like, I don't know, like playing solo is I, I enjoy playing solo, too. And it's nice that I can do that, you know, that I don't need the band there. I, I want them there and I prefer having them there. But um, like this tour I just went on, it was just a solo run, and uh, I'd have to be able to pay the guys pretty well to get them to do that, you know what I mean? Or at least for me to feel comfortable asking them to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Is it different writing music in your head while you're trying to compose it, thinking about performing it solo versus bringing the band in? No, not at all. I, I usually just write a song, and then I show it to the guys, and... Ben is Ben. He plays upright bass with me, and he produces all of our stuff as well. And he went. And that's Ben Vogel. Ben Vogel, yes, ma'am. And he is. He went to college for music. He has. Um, I think he has a bachelor's degree, and so he he knows a lot more than I do on like the theory stuff and how to arrange stuff. So he's kind of my right hand man in that. So I bring. I just write the songs, and I bring them to the guys, and then. Ben will work out, you know, a part, and he'll tell Gunner kind of what to do. And um, every once in a while, there'll be a song that the guys just don't really know what to do, and I don't know what to do with them. I think when we did um, the Inland Sessions, there was one one of those songs where I just played solo because we just haven't figured out what to do with the band on that one yet, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, if, if I write something and it doesn't work for the guys, I just end up playing it solo and then kick the guys off stage for a song or two kind of thing. What is the oldest song that you still play, that you wrote? That I wrote. Um, honestly, probably that one I was just talking about where I play solo. Um, that was one of the first songs I wrote when I – it's called Hiding from the Sun. And, that, yeah, that was one of the first songs I wrote when I started playing music again. I definitely don't play anything I wrote from when I was a kid, you know. And like I said, there was like a 15-year period where I didn't play it or write at all, so – well, this seems like a perfect introduction to maybe can we hear a little something from you this yeah. afternoon? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I played this at the Inland Sessions, though, and this is the one I did solo. So is that, you think that's lame? No. Okay, okay. For anyone that doesn't know, I just did the the video, the Inland Sessions with, with Xana and... Uh... Well, now we get to hear it again. Cool. Right on. In this graveyard With the bones of your romance beneath your feet They shine a light on what's to come from living high art Is there anything to make you see? Well, I know that curse has been well to your name It never gave you too much of a choice Well, hopefully you'll learn someday that shaking off flame Will only overshadow your own voice So don't you go Giving up 
like your daddy did. Play yourself ways like the men that came before him. But dog don't gotta fight if you can tame a lies then. But if you don't get up and fight, you'll never leave that hell you're in. Some things get left behind, some people die young. You say you're doing fine, not just a gun. I don't blame you. Your mind so damn spun, you'll never see the light when you're hiding from the sun. And broken families, a story that is as old as time. Well, some of us are safe while others slip away. And some of us just keep on that thin line. So who are you gonna be, son? You say you'll never change, but it's already been done. So give yourself a chance before you find that your last dance has been the same thing. Get daddy on the run. So as you stare at that wall so vaguely, you say you're hanging on, but does that really mean much? Anything do you care? If all you're gonna be is the shadow of the man that this world may never see. Some things get left behind, some people die young. You say you're doing fine, you're not against a gun. Well, I don't blame you. Your mind is so damn spun, you'll never see the light when you're hiding from the sun. Get left behind And you're not doing fine, child But I don't blame you You're not the only one It's killing me, it's killing us Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. <laughs> no, I mean, I I meant it when I said that it's a, a gift to come in and spend your time here, have a conversation. Sometimes it gets real personal, so your sharing is really meaningful, and, of course, bringing your music is really well, meaningful. Cool. So well, thank this is you. a gift to me, too. Like I said, I've been on the road and just nonstop doing stuff, so it's really nice to just hang out and you know, and, and be a part, and for you guys having me, I, I really appreciate it, so. What would you say is at the heart of the music that you're writing right now? Is there a theme? Yeah, I, I, I guess I would say, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to really answer that, because, I mean, there's not, like, an intentional theme, you know what I mean? But I think something that I very much believe that I do think bleeds into a lot of my music and is kind of like the foundation is that there's a lot of stuff that you know western culture at least I don't I don't know about other cultures but it's not okay to talk about you know like addiction for example or um, just mental health stuff in general I think that's kind of ridiculous you know you should talk about that stuff you know you get cancer break your arm and you can tell people if you're have severe depression or you know you're addicted to a substance a lot of people are fearful of telling people because of 
judgment, but I mean, I don't know. I, I guess that would be the theme is just be honest with yourself, you know, and that's the first step to getting through that stuff. If you can't, if you can't come to terms with your own problems, you're never going to work through them, you know? So I don't know. I guess that would be the theme, you know, it's just the, just trying to be as honest as possible. How did you find the strength to do that or the courage or both? I mean, that's what got me to, you know, on the path to get sober and to be a good person, you know. And so it's kind of just grown, you know, but it's it's really kind of a part of who I am. You know, I 10 years ago, I, I don't really think I was a very good person. And um, I feel like that person kind of died. And the person I am now is that just kind of ingrained in me. You know what I mean? But I, w- I definitely would not have said any of this 10 years ago. I would have looked at me now and been like, you're an idiot, you know? Yeah, I think that that answers the question, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Like, that's a Wait. huge change of perspective to consider talking about sharing very personal information as absolutely, you would never do that. You would never, it's too personal. It's too open to judgment and to begin to let it out. Um, either what through letting it out has taught you that that's the right choice for you or what was it that made you decide that you couldn't go any other way? I think just being miserable for so long, you know, trying to be cool, whatever that means. You know, in the skateboarding world, there's a lot of uh, a lot of that, you know, like just really you have to be like hesh is the word you would use in skateboarding. But that sound, probably sounds lame to someone who doesn't skate, but that's kind of the the attitude is just like be hesh and, you know, at least in the circle of people I kind of associated with, you know, and I was just miserable, you know, like had a lot of problems and I couldn't talk to anybody about them and I felt really lonely. And I think the more I got out of that, the more people not only were okay with it, but they like respected me for, for speaking my mind. And then I saw, uh, I saw the inf- that influence on other people um, on their willingness to speak about their own stuff and I'd see them getting better. And again, I think it just kind of evolved. You know what I mean? When I first started, I was, I was adamant about doing it, but I felt very uncomfortable about being honest about stuff. You know, like when I, the first few songs I wrote were really cryptic, you know, and you know, like you, you don't really want people to know what you're talking about as much. And then it kind of just over time, it became, second nature and I think honestly at this point I'd I'd probably overshare you know and it's something I'm trying to go back a little bit you know I I, with songwriting I think say it's free game say whatever you want but in my personal life you know I'm the kind of the type of person to talk to a stranger and just you know anything that comes up is free game you know which is not always healthy you know I've been digging through my mind just trying to find something that I can use to justify Going back to living how I used to think that I'd die But I just keep on digging through my mind But you keep telling me I won't You say you wish I knew all of these things and I still don't And sometimes giving up feels like it's getting real damn close But you keep telling me I And I fight with myself every day I made a habit out of getting into my own way And I can feel it killing me real slow 
and vices feel like a long lost friend till they beat you down all over again and I know that I'll have to let them go if I get old I've been standing on the edge for so long now it's gotten too damn hard not to pretend that this is just how I am bound to be until it ends so I keep standing on that but you keep pulling me right back further but not far enough that I'm able to relax and it's hard to see what you have over everything you lack. So you keep pulling me right back. And I fight with myself every day. I made a habit out of getting into my own way. I keep picking up more weight than I can hold. And I can't see me how she does. It's dark in the shadow of who I was. But someday those weeds will be overgrown. If I get old And I fight with myself every day I'm in a habit out of hiding from my own damn brain Just feed the flame, pray that it gets cold But I've got my woman and I got myself And I know that I don't need nothing else To shed the weight, to sift through if I've gone this far and I still got by Give me one good reason that I can't still try to Fight back the parts of me I sold And I never thought I'd live to see 25 And when there's nothing to lose, it's nothing of mine What scares me most is I'm starting to hope That I'll get old That I'll get old You put a lot of passion into your performance. I, I guess so. It's just, I don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. What's in the future for Jake Rozier? Um, I have no idea. I mean, I hope I don't die anytime soon. And I hope the music thing keeps going. And I, I mean, I'm not going to give up or stop, you know, but I, I hope it keeps just getting better, you know, and, uh, yeah, just keep working and keep my nose down and keep writing songs and keep releasing stuff and just kind of ride the wave, you know. Well, that, you know, begs the question, why are you doing it, Jake? Uh, like I said, just to try to try to write stuff that could help people, you know what I mean? Make people f feel like they're not alone in something, you know. I think there's a weird stigma around a lot of mental health related things. And a lot of people do feel really alone and they're not, you know, and someone's got to say it, you know, if no one else is going to, I mean, some people do. And like that, that's what helped me. That's what got me into rehab. You know, it's kind of just paying it forward. You know, it gives me purpose, it gives me a sense of when things are really bad and things are really dark, you know, it's not about me. You know, it helps me keep, it really helps keep me sober too. Cause it's, you know, again, I'm not trying to paint myself as like 
someone that that's bigger than he is or anything you know i'm not very big i'm just a local dude but um you know there are people who look up to me and i i feel like i have an obligation to those people to to keep myself good you know and so i guess that's kind of why i do it it helps people and it helps me to be able to help people you know how does channeling music build that strength and resolve into you? I mean, it's it's really just the the avenue I know how to do it, you know? I, there There's lots of different ways to do it. You don't have to be a musician. You can just talk to people and just be open about stuff, you know? You could, painting, uh, I mean, art's a great way to do it, but you could also be a like an addictions counselor or, you know, there's, there's a million ways to do what I'm trying to do. This is just the way I know how, you know what I mean? Let's uh, kind of turn a page. And can I ask you, what was your experience on the Inland Session stage? It what was, was that like? It was awesome. You guys are so cool. You guys are so accommodating. And we all had a blast. It was I, I expected it to be really cool, but like blew my expectations out of the water. I, uh, I hope it sounded okay. My voice actually was blowing out um, around that time. And uh, a couple days later, it was just completely gone. Like the first couple days we were on the road, I couldn't even talk. It was just squeals and air coming out. So I hope it sounded good, but other other than my own insecurities, it was it was awesome. It was it was really cool. Oh, thank you so yeah. much. Did you did you grow up watching PBS down in Texas? I I remember PBS being on, you know, mm-hmm. and I remember there was some like kid shows and stuff I watched, and um, like my family or whoever they'd be like do- they'd be watching documentaries on there and stuff. But obviously, I, I've known about PBS for my whole life, you know. What about? How do you navigate the business side of being a musician, or how how are you navigating it? Personally, that's a really good question, actually. I think about that a lot. I think it's a really tricky thing to do, you know, because art and business are such separate things, you know, and they, they kind of contradict each other in a lot of ways. And the way I try to go about it is I just, I, I write the songs, and I we record the songs, and I just try to keep all outside influence away from it you know and then once you have that done then it then it's a thing that you you push so it's like you're you're an artist and you're an entrepreneur but those t- two things are complete you just try to keep them completely separate you know what I mean that's how I how I try to look at it anyway you know to make sure because I, th- I think that's the slippery slope is when people start making artistic decisions based on what they think is going to sell you know but really, you could sell anything if you sell it right. So it, I think it's better to do it the ver- reverse way, where you make art and then you look at it and you say, who who would like this? How could this? Who could this benefit? And how could I frame it to try to give you know, convince them to listen to it? You know, how has it been learning that side, and that that side of being a musician? It's overwhelming, and it gives me a crazy appreciation for you know people for entrepreneurs and I guess I am an entrepreneur doing it but it's uh there's a lot that goes into it and it and it kind of sucks because it's um you know I spend more time booking stuff and and working on the the business side of things than I do just writing songs sometimes you know and it's cool it's I actually do enjoy that I enjoy like having a business that you're like building I guess you know and it's kind of like your baby you know and you're like watching it grow and it, it, it's cool but it's also sometimes it feels like well I'm not even doing the thing that is the whole point you know um so I don't know it's hard it's a hard balance to find you know well uh also 
how do you navigate the emotions of literally selling your creativity? Do you have a feeling about that? No, not not really, because I don't know. I I I'm I guess, I guess if I have a feeling about it, it'd be a positive one. You know, I, I I think it's cool that I get to do that, and I think it's bizarre that anyone cares enough to actually buy into it and book me or buy my merch or you know ask me to play somewhere or you know i i think it's kind of bizarre because it's like this is just stuff i'm i wrote i just made it up it's not like a real thing but it, it's fun in that way it's like i don't know i mean i definitely just want to keep bettering myself like i i quit drinking but that's you know not the end all be all you know just keep fighting to be more content and happier and as far as the music side of that i mean it's kind of what I was saying before. It's it, it help, helps me a lot to be able to help people, and it holds me accountable, and it just makes you feel good, you know, and makes you feel like you're making it like you have a purpose. And so, I mean, obviously, I, I hope the music keeps doing better, you know, and better and better. But I hope I get to just keep feeling more of that and being able to have like I've I've had several people reach out to me recently saying some pretty personal stuff. So I don't really want to share it, but. But it, it meant a lot, you know, that, that my music was able – and that they listen to my music to try to get through stuff. And so I guess just more of that, you know, that's a really good, really powerful feeling. So, um, Do you remember the first time that happened to you where someone, like, that you had never met before but who had seen or heard your music – needed to tell you that your music helped them with something or helped them wake up? I got a message a few months ago, actually, that was, like, definitely the first time I've had something that powerful or this this guy was just kind of, I don't know, I don't I don't want to talk too much about it out of respect to him, you know what I mean? But it uh, that was the first time it was like, whoa, like, this, like I was taken aback. And I was just like, I can't believe that something I, I'm doing is helping this stranger, like, get through something really, really bad, you know. Did it feel full circle for the way music had helped you in the Ab- past? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, you know. And it, it uh, I feel like I have a sense of response. I mean, I don't, like, I'm not responsible to do this, but I, I feel like I have a responsibility to to pay that back, you know what I mean? And I've been trying really hard to do that, and it was just really fulfilling to know that I am you know what I mean because you know being a musician there's definitely a stereotype to it you know you're like some people will say like you're a musician because you don't want to work a real job or anything like that you know and to me that and, and that's something I I don't believe but you know when things are dark and they're not going super good you know you, you start questioning it sometimes and and I've actually was going through some pretty bad stuff myself the past six months or so and I was questioning a lot, you know, do I want to do this? And that was kind of the thing for me. It was like, no, I, I, I have to do this. Like, this is like the only, this is how I know how to, how to help people. Yeah. I don't know. It, well, is there anything else that you would like to add? Is there anything you'd like to say before uh, we wrap up? Yeah. Support these guys because I, I've worked with a lot of people and, uh, a lot of great people, but honestly, what you guys are doing, you guys are so accommodating and you're so supportive of the of the local music scene and just the arts in general. And it's really cool. It's really cool to see and to have. So yeah, to anybody listening, just support the hell out of them. They're it's they're they're doing it right. So thank you so much, Jake. Absolutely.
Thank you. Yeah, that's at the end. Cool. Right <laughs> Thank, Thank you for you. having me again. Thank I you. really do appreciate it a ton. You have been listening to a KSPS production recorded in Spokane, Washington. For more information about Inland Sessions, to watch back episodes, or if you'd like to learn how your support of KSPS, PBS, and public television turns into more great programming that explores local arts and culture while promoting civic health and lifelong learning, please visit ksps.org. Thank you.